Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Rise and shine, rise and shine. Hey, hey, you wake up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to begin boarding. If we could ask for your cooperation, would you all please remain seated? Well, how'd you sleep last night? I don't believe that's any of your business. <laughs> if you go to a Bansy Fall and you want to have a prance on Hansel all in fub with you, don't forget to slop your dripper. Mr. <laughs> Nightlinger, what's for breakfast? Dude, apples, bacon, and biscuits. Well, forget the apples. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. You're on the high ground with Craig Flowers. Good morning, Hijinx Henderson. How are you, my friend? Doing good. How about yourself? Uh, doing great. All the way from Abilene, Alonzi. Especially one in particular. Oh, but remember why you're coming. And remember what you left. And don't mess with Texas. Yes, indeed, there may be some other states that are great. But as we know, there's only one great state. Learn it. Know it. Live it. Live, local, and digital. From the banks of 360, FM 1019, and streaming live on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Not on Twitch, unfortunately. Pushing the buttons, as they say, up in Schenectady is the man with the $120 haircut from Finley's. Oh, he's all groomed and ready to go. T.Y. Hijinks Henderson. T.Y., good morning, my friend. Good morning, sir. How are you? Uh, doing great in Abilene with the great Longhorn legend David Thomas this morning. And, uh, Seated to my right, your left, well, he is the one everybody's talking about, the pride of East Austin with 10 combat deployment under his belt, special operations helicopter pilot. He flew the boys where they needed to go and got them out of there when they needed to get out. The UC Davis Aggie, Jamie. Frazier, everybody's talking about Jennifer Frazier. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning. Uh, I wish you could see the haircut of uh, our producer Ty. He uh, he did paid. he nail it? Did he nail it? I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I I guess I don't know. Not I don't know what ninety bucks really get you for a haircut. I mean, to me, it'd be a lot, but yeah, yeah. I think it looks good. That's good. That's I feel all that, good. That's all that matters. Feels a lot lighter up top. All that matters. Yeah. I mean, nothing like uh, we going in and saying, I'd like to get a mullet. <laughs> I'd like to get a mullet. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, everybody's going to everybody's gonna see it on Monday on Twitch at the B, on the B&E program. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing TY when I get back into the ATX 
very soon. I'm in Abilene, Jamie, as you know, at the Air Out Academy, 25 receivers, a little light on the receiver side, but 25, maybe 30 quarterbacks here. Um, all This is the younger crew, so these are 13- to 15-year-olds, and I still can't believe the size of some of these 15-year-olds. I mean, they look like they're you know 19 or 20, and they are – can, can really throw it and can really catch it. And uh, I just finished a session with the parents here, which we do every morning for about 45 minutes. Real concerns, you know, parents right now during these uncertain times and all of these distractions that are out there, um, all really driven by, you know, social media. And it's a real I'm, – I'm glad that I'm not raising, you know, teenage boys right now during these really difficult times. But – here we are in Abilene, prettiest town you ever did seen. And uh, I saw that, um, speaking of Chiso's boots, I saw something this morning that I, I, I dare not spoil because uh, it is the most unbelievable thing that they have pulled off over there at Chiso's headquarters. And I know the chief Texan is uh, seated to your left uh, in studio today. And uh, speaking of Chiso's, there will be at least six pairs of Chiso's boots in the owner's box in the the home stretch club at the Kentucky Derby, uh, the most comfortable boot one could ever wear. And you see it every day, uh, people that are welcome to the Chisos community, they realize that they've now owners of a boot, that they wear a boot that they'll wear for life. And once you slip on a pair of these leather slippers, as you say, Jamie, um, well, you just won't go any other direction, and you'll certainly stay away from those overly marketed companies with New York money. Uh, Chisos Boots, the most comfortable boot you'll ever wear, brings us the Chisos Boots morning story. The morning story. As you know, in football, the home team always wears the colored jerseys. The visiting team wears the light-colored jerseys. It's just the opposite in basketball. This is most of the time holds true. In the 1960s, my late father-in-law, Denny Garrison, was a state senator in Oklahoma and ran for governor. He fought in the Korean War. He had OU tickets, season tickets, for as long as he can remember, a graduate of the Oklahoma University Law School, along with David Boren, the former president of the University of Oklahoma. His father ran the clock in Norman at football games in the 1950s and 60s. And on one cold, brisk fall afternoon, the Sooners were hosting the Nebraska Cornhuskers. My late father-in-law decided that now was the time to bring his mother to her first OU football game. This is a story about empathy and context as he bundled up his mom and traveled to the football stadium and got them seated and her with a warm, hot cup of coffee and ready for the kickoff, the teams battled, battled the first half. It was a close game, the first half was, with OU coming out at halftime, just a slim margin ahead of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. During the halftime break, my father-in-law got up and dutifully purchased some concessions for his mother, bringing her back a hot dog and another 
cup of coffee, this time bringing her a, a backup cup of hot chocolate. It was an exciting game. And as the second half kicked off and the Sooners took the field, she took a sip of her coffee and leaned over to her son and said to her son, Denny, in a quiet little voice, Denny, which team is OU? Empathy and context. (laughs) She simply did not know. For some, football is life or death. For others, well, it's about the cup of coffee, the hot dog, and the hot chocolate. And that's your Chiso's Boots morning story. In studio, the Chief Texan. Welcome, Will Roman. I cannot wait for you to share with our listeners what you have just unveiled at the Chiso's headquarters. Good morning, sir. It's good to hear from you. Well, it's going to be a remarkable day here in Abilene. Uh, The wind has died down. I played golf on Diamondback Golf Course um, yesterday. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes hosted a tournament here on Diamondback. The winds were about 40 miles an hour. It was unbelievable. Uh, The drive in here was crazy. I had to slow down to about 35 miles an hour because the the dust was – you couldn't see 50 yards in front of you. I had to put my hazards on. But the, the owner of the Diamondback Golf Course here in Abilene is Charles Moody. Who's Charles Moody? Well, he played golf at TCU, and he won the Masters. And he'll be at the, uh, the dinner at Augusta for Masters champions. A lot of people don't realize this, but if you want to meet Charles Moody, just come to the Diamondback golf course here. He owns it. He'll see him out on the range in the pro shop walking through the the little sandwich cantina. If you if you want to meet John Daly at the Masters, you got to go to the Hooters parking lot. That's right. <laughs> and you can buy a great pair of pants. Uh, Chief Texan Will Roman, uh, I'm glad you're there. I know you're going to the Kentucky Derby with us, but my gosh, on this April 1st, you guys have a lot going on over at Chiso's headquarters. <laughs> yes, yeah, we're, we're, we're super excited about this one. If you are on our email list or on our social media, you saw today that we unveiled the largest cowboy boot pinata ever produced, made by our own Dimitri Garcia here in at Chiso's. He's our creative director here at Chiso's. It's 14 feet, 4 inches long, and 31 feet 10 inches high. It is the largest cowboy boot pinata ever, ever produced. Right there at 3507 South First Street. Exactly. Yeah, 3507. We'll be there Monday through Friday. You can swing on by and take a look. Uh, some of the, you know, the, the, we've got a little article here. I'm reading from the press here. Um, you know, it's not, so they claim it's not the largest pinata ever made. Uh, I guess evidently Carnival Cruise Lines made one that was 60 feet tall. But this is the largest boot ever, ever made. It is just taller than the uh, the pair that are outside the mall in San Antonio, Texas. What? How long did it take? I have to- seen that boot in San Antonio. It's unbelievable, this thing. And uh, you know the one the one in uh, was was with uh, Daddio's the game of the artist that made the one in uh, in San Antonio. I actually met him before he passed away. He's he's quite a character, so I'm I'm a little sad he didn't get to see see this. This is a more of an homage to uh, to his to his work as much as it is to Chisos. Um, 
You know, here, here's the funny thing is that we we uh, we've we've got the oh my gosh, the internet is blowing up right now. My my phone with all the comments and all the press. <laughs> I I hate to remind people that today is April first. <laughs> <laughs> you, my, my my favorite is the modification of the uh, of the cheese says boot. Did you see that one? Where? What? No, read it to me. Oh <laughs> yeah, there's also that. I've seen someone someone we did the someone posted a mock up of Crocs of oh. boots with the Croc cowboy boots as well. <laughs> oh my god! So you know we did a great release from Chiso's boots. I loved it. He, he had me. It was so good. We last uh, year, you know, last year we learned our lesson because we did one where we came out. We have a we have a red stripe. It's a kind of our identifier in each one of the Chiso's boots. And so we did yeah. a a mock up release for April Fools where it lit up when you walked like LA lights when you were a kid. <laughs> yeah. And the response, I evidently I buried the lead too hard that it was an April Fools' joke. <laughs> We got almost a hundred calls on the first day to request trying it. to buy it. We got email. People were angry at us when they found out it was a joke. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, oh, got to release something. It's so yeah. good. So I learned my lesson on this one. We 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 included at the very end of our little press release. We included the giveaway that it was April Fools. <laughs> But, oh, you know, it's so good, Will. I mean, it, you got to go to chisos.com to, to to see it because it is so well done. It's probably it is it'll go down in history as one of the best ones ever done right there in Austin. Unbelievable. It looks it looks so real that I'm actually tempted. You know what I'm doing right now, live? I'm taking off the piece on our social media that says it's April Fools. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna, you're gonna have people showing up to want to take pictures. This is with great. The big this is great. I'll right. take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll deal with the consequences. Yeah, oh my gosh. It's so good that you might even consider really doing it for real because oh. it's iconic. It looks like a perfect fit in there. Well, here's the thing, Dimitri actually made you know like a five foot tall cowboy boot mock up. Like that's that's why it looks so real. Is it you know we, he then you know mod you know digitally altered it to look like it's thirty two feet tall. But we do have a five foot tall boot that he made, and we were like, you know, this needs to be in like the Texas Independence Day parade next year. <laughs> Back in a trailer and haul it around. Yeah, we'll make a real giant one. That's it. Hey, it's sure, it's sure. Well, listen, it's the it's not the CMAs, it's the CMPs, Johnny. Uh, I heard Johnny talking about the CMAs. He's not going to the CMAs, is he? He's going to the CMPs. Um, anyway, minor minor point there. Hey, listen, I'm going to go back in here and uh, prepare for the session we're going to do. You and the Chief Texan, um, Hijinks Henderson, uh, take it from there. Jamie Frazier, we'll be back from the base of 360. T-Y. Welcome back to the high ground without Craig Flowers. We've taken over the radio station. We're playing the music <laughs> we want. We don't care. He can't touch us. He's in Abilene. Uh, T.Y., nice. Who was that? It's ACDC. ACDC. Shoot the thrill. Shoot the thrill. You gotta love that. We're here with the uh, T.Y. pushing the buttons behind the glass, and we have the Chief Texan, our, uh, our 
our our boot manufacturer, our boot man here in Austin, Texas. Good morning, Will Roman. Yes, sir. Good morning. Thirty five oh seven South First Street. You ain't been there. You ain't been there. And Chisos dot com. Chisos dot com. If you haven't have you looked this morning, go ahead and take a look at Chisos dot com. You might see a big boot over there. So, who came up with this idea? Dimitri did Dimitri actually. Did. Yeah. yeah, he came to me, and so we 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 wanted to do something for April first, April Fools, and we we've got a we have a running list of ideas we come up with during the year, and this was a last minute idea, and he said, "I I got it. I was working out this morning. It just came to me." And when he said a giant pinata boot, I was like, "A perfect green perfect. light. Let's go. Let's do it." And it's filled with candy. That's what I love about it. It's, it's filled with more boots, actually. More, more, even it's better. free boots. That's right. <laughs> Just knock it over. If you're driving by at 3507, stop by, take a picture with the boot. <laughs> so what's going on? What's going on with Cheezos? What's What is up? It's We're having a great quarter. So we, we actually got inundated last fall with... Uh, the audience, y'all coming down, beating down the door and and buying us out. We we were practically completely sold out going into the new year. Wow! And so we've been working hard January and February and March to rebuild our stock. We do everything in small batches, and we are now just about fully stocked up. Did you, did you have a lot of back orders from uh, like December, January? We know we uh, probably the NBAs will will hate me for this, but we don't do pre-orders except for special customers. Okay. Um, it, 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 you know, there's a thing I've noticed, which is that we, someone pre-orders who doesn't, who isn't a previous customer and we say, Hey, it's going to take three months to get you this boot. And they go, okay, that's no problem. And like two weeks later they go, where's my boot? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. What's uh what's your best selling boot right now, still? Uh well, so the we're actually the one thing we are still out of is the number 2 in brown. Wow. Which will come back online this week. Nice. So, uh I you didn't hear it from me, but Tuesday they're going to hit the website. Yeah. And then everything will be back. Other than that, it's the number 6 in brown is our number number 2 seller. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. Everybody loves the brown boots this spring. Yeah, so um, are you selling? See, I always thought that you'd be selling more like number one blacks for like upcoming weddings, more like a because uh, every every year I would hit up, get my black boots up for the wedding time, April May time. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would have thought the same thing, and but we've we've that has not been the case since we launched the business. It has been brown all, all the way all the way down the line. People love the brown boots. They love the brown uh, ropers. They love the brown ostrich. It, it's always been the best seller. And your ostrich comes in three colors, right? The ostrich comes in black and brown only. Black and brown only. The normal cowhide comes in black, brown, and then we have a rough out, which is the entire leather turned inside so out. That, which is, a that tan. is my favorite. And my next pair of boots are going to be the Roper Rough Outs. Yes, sir. I love the Rough Out. I have the number twos in Rough Out, and I have the number fives in Rough Outs. If you haven't looked at the collection, go ahead and go to Cheezos.com and check it out online. Great website, and it's got the best boots you'll ever be able to buy. Um, are you employing now? Let's talk about this. What's a robot. Are you employing Chat GPT? We're, we, we're, we have a robot working for us now. <laughs> Uh, I think I brought that. Did I, did I bring that up to you before you started all this stuff? I said I, I, I chat GPT your, uh, you know, 
the Cheetos boots and came up with this. You, yeah, so you 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 kicked it off, okay. and then I went down a deep rabbit hole <laughs> on ChatGPT. We have like an internal GPT. Like I'm building one, training it on our own data. Right. And I mean, you know, my my background before this was technology. So there's 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 some finally some interesting overlap here between the two. But I have something that I did. I fed all of our thousands of customer reviews into ChatGPT. And asked it to give me a summary, and I was quite impressed with what it popped out. It gave me like frequently asked questions. It gave reasons to buy, reasons not to buy, and it even wrote me a poem. <laughs> did you ask it to write you a poem? Uh, I did. I okay. did. I said, "Dude, write me a poem," and it, and it did. It didn't come up with it on its own. Did uh, what were the what were the question like the 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 most frequently asked question? And then I let me guess. Um, what does what size does this does this thing come in? That is the number one question: yeah. is how does how does the size of Chisa's boots compare to other boots or other shoes? Um, they've got you know so here, but the thing I, I, it's so interesting again that so the summary you know the way ChatGPT is a large language processor, so it it's not creative; it just provides summaries and can repackage existing well, content. Can, well, can it go creativity? Can I tell to uh, make me a drawing of a person. So you, uh, ChatGPT can't quite, or GPT is uh, doesn't actually produce images at this point. But right. you would be using something like um, Midjourney, and we actually use that at Chisos. Okay. So we do. So what? But again, even then, what what the what I mean by creativity is that you know, uh, for instance, I asked I asked uh, ChatGPT here, like, we, okay, so let's go down this real quick, and then we'll get into the we'll get into the nuts nuts and bolts. But you know, the the top FAQs come up that people are asking, oh, hey, what you know, how's the size? What is the comfort like? You know, and it even goes in here. I, I love it. It you know, it it, it talks about Chisos boots are known for their exceptional comfort comfort with Many customers praising their all-day wearability and supportive insoles, and I was like, "That one has been reading Craig Flowers' comments." <laughs> <laughs> um, but it goes down. It, it actually gets it gets really it gets really uh, really specific. It actually identified our core buyer, and I think this is correct because the core buyer of Chisos boots is someone who values comfort, durability, and style in their cowboy boots, and appreciates exceptional customer service from the company they purchase from. But this is this is the the next piece. So it comes down here. It even gives re- so reasons to buy and reasons, perhaps not to buy, and and uh, and three ways to improve the product. So just a couple. I won't read them all, but you know, five reasons. Some some of the reasons to buy: unbeatable comfort, high quality materials and construction, long lasting durability, and outstanding customer service. Five reasons for unhappiness. So it actually went through. There's you know we, we get some we get some people who aren't completely thrilled. There's like a zero point zero one percent, but uh, it says the price may be steep. For some budgets, which you know, uh, that's a fair. That's well, it a, depends that's a fair on, on what you are comparing it to. Sure. Yeah. I mean, look, the the price of a Mercedes is steep for some budgets. Sure. You know, so there you can you can choose what you want. There are cheaper options out there, but they, you have to sacrifice you know quality, comfort, and durability. Um, it does look. This is this is actually very timely. It says limited availability of certain sizes or styles, which is exactly what we've been just talking about. So, um, you know it. Now, again, uh, and then here's the other thing, the last one, three ways to improve the product, which, again, this is kind of the same thing, which is expand your sizing and width options for more tailored fit. And uh, this is funny. Reduce the heel height for roper-style boots for a more traditional look. We actually have that. So ChatGPT got it wrong. (laughs) 
They got it wrong. We actually do have rubber boots. They're not. They're not completely. I've found problems with asking ChatGPT. Uh, I I brought it up last uh, during the Big Ugly Tailgate. Um, I was asking it like if I was going to place a bet on a basketball team. And the night that I was looking at it, they had the NIT championship with uh, Alabama. I forget Alabama Montgomery. I don't know which Alabama team was, but it's the NIT against North Texas. And it said, it went through this whole thing. It said, North, Te- North Texas is the one you should bet on. They won. And uh, I just. The Texas team, that's why. Yeah, that's why it's, it's, did you ask its reasoning? Um, it actually gives you the reasoning when, when I asked the question. It gave me, like, you know, this is this team, this team. And I think with their, you know, with uh, the skill set on these players, I believe this team will win. So, so there again, there. So, what it's what it can do is it can take big data sets and very quickly it can synthesize it and analyze it. I, I, the way I would think about it is like a Harvard MBA intern. Like it's good at doing analysis, but it doesn't understand context. It doesn't have any life experience. It can't read between the lines. And and, and to give an to give an example would be, and this isn't even to criticize criticize it, right? This is just to understand it. Like an example would be, um, if you ask it a uh, a scenario that it has to take, do you have to? use inference it won't be able to to do it like if you said i've got a house and the house has got four walls and there's a window in each in each wall and each window faces south a bear walks by the window what color is the bear and i, I if you ask this chat gpt will say well i have no way of knowing what color the bear is all you've told me is that the house faces south but what it's missing is that if every window in the house faces south, that means the house is at the North Pole. And the only bears that are at the North Pole are polar bears, and so the bear is white. And so it, but there's no data set that's telling you that. Now, eventually, maybe it'll, it'll be able to, to, to generate that. Right. But when you go back to your idea of like, hey, give me, a, give me a, something that looks like this. Can we create a picture? Um, it can create very rapidly uh, things that match the description that you gave it based on things that are already existing in the real world. It can basically blur two things together. Got it. But it can't generate things the way a human mind can. We're just trying to get to generate winners for ch- for uh, for Ty to bet on. That's <laughs> basically all we well, care that's about. The, that's something. See, that's actually something they might be exceptionally good at. So remember Moneyball, right? You know, and so they basically they go and they go. Well, we're going to look at all the stats and we're going to use analysis to determine how to stack our team. That is a task that. GPT would probably be very good at because it's not actually doing anything creative. It's only doing analysis. It's not going to be able to tell you, oh, well, we should stack this team, but like, you know, Jorge, you know, actually, you know, has problems and is going to cause disruption with John over here on the team. So we shouldn't put those two together because their personalities clash. It won't be able to do that, but it will be able to look at their raw stats and calculate which team might win the game. (laughs) I'm just seeing if he's going to win or lose this week. That's it. That's all I want to know. Hey, did uh, Ty? Did you? Are you? Ty's deep into Chat GPT right now. He's trying to get a new lineup. generate me a new are you, haircut. Are you doing, <laughs> <laughs> ha ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> you should ask Chat GPT before you got that haircut. Yeah, I like it. That's all that matters. I'm just gonna fun. say, as a guest here today, that haircut is so stunning that I came in and he has a hat <laughs> covering it off. <laughs> I always wear a hat. That's I it. feel like you're supposed to wear a hat with a mullet. <laughs> Is it the not? mullet? I don't know. I don't. Then have nobody a knows. Never had a mullet. I just want to see what Aaron says. Joe Dirt that. never wore a hat. Joe Dirt never wore a hat. Think about it. True. Did you go for the Joe? Did you go for the Joe Dirt? Chat. Ask ChatGPT if you should wear a, 
a hat with your mullet. Okay, I'll do it right now. All right, perfect, please. <laughs> hey, and uh, we'll be back with the high ground with uh, Will Roman and T.Y. right after this. I will hear about every single one of these bumper musics I bring back in. Uh, probably this evening I'll get a phone call from the colonel, and he'll say, um, that wasn't approved. Which, Hey, welcome back to The High Ground with uh, Jamie Fraser. The colonel's up in Abilene right now. Uh, we have uh, T.Y. pushing the buttons back here, and we do have our special guest in the th- into the studio today which will roman from chizos boots the chief texan the boots that fit like leather slippers hey we're uh we're actually talking a little bit of gpt but what i want to bring up is your background um will will roman is a graduate from uh, university of texas but people don't know this a boot man uh, a boot maker here in austin texas you did you went on the tech side after you got out of college I did. I actually started making websites when I was 13. Okay. I would go down to the library and use the public access computers and uh, fiddle around. And uh, actually, I think I was a little bit, actually, I take it back. I think I might have been, I think I was 11. Wow. And um, and was already making, you know, big fan websites by the time I was 13. And I would call small businesses in the white pages. Kids <laughs> these days don't even know what those are. And I would pitch them on a digital flyer aka a website and uh and if i got a someone who was interested in talking to me i would have my mom drive me over there and i would show up and they would be like we thought you were a woman <laughs> but because i was a i was a little you know an ambitious 13 year old kid they were like all right we'll we'll we'll, we'll buy one from you <laughs> We'll give you two Pokemans. Here you go. Okay. And so yes. Yeah, so I actually I went to uh, I went to University of Texas. I got a film degree. It had nothing to do with what I was actually doing in the real world. And uh, and then went into startups and technology and all that good stuff. So how I, I'm I'm taking credit because I did turn you on Chat GPT, which you would have naturally gone to anyway. But I uh, I did a deep dive since I found. I said, tell me everything about. Uh, Chizo's boots from ChatGPT, and it like two seconds split out, uh, you know, two pages of stuff. Um, Any of it true? Uh, yeah, actually, I mean, I sent it to you. It was it was interesting. It wasn't all true. It's you know probably ninety percent uh, completion. But there's different platforms with ChatGPT, and the weird part about all this stuff, I would tie it in sports. I don't know if this will find its way into sports, and uh, you know how. What offense, what defense, what, you know, depending on, you know, baseball, football, uh, basketball, um, I think it's going to change the way we do things rapidly. And I think it's going to happen, you know, within this next 12 months, how much we're going to do. So maybe, maybe. Um, I I think the way I would think about it is uh, it's still early days. So, so again, the thing that, that ChatGPT is the best at is like parlor magic tricks. You know, it can sound like a human it can sound like it's processing it can write your term papers for you it can you know but they're they're so what you know they they put in little tricks like when you ask it a question it'll start it'll type it out 
it doesn't need to type it out. It's already it's already determined the answer. The typing out is a is a mechanism to make you think that it's doing something. Gotcha. Um, and so there's there's a lot of that built into it. The, there's you know they have uh, the the team between the the Chat GPT or GPT three point five and GPT four is OpenAI uh, led by Sam Altman, and they have hundreds of people that every day are entering and correcting the the model that it's using to make it sound more natural. So at this stage, look, it's it's impressive. It can what it can do again is it can it can synthesize information and then repackage it in a way that is readable, human readable. And it's pretty good at determining what you're asking. But it's a it's a proximity model. So it it, it says, okay, I think within, you know, ninety two percent accuracy this is what Jamie's asking. And I think within ninety percent accuracy this is the answer he's looking for. And it can pull it from the data. But it's not generative. And so think about like the early days of the internet, you know, and and there were some businesses that that got on early but not a lot of people used it. And now it's it's ubiquitous. I mean, you know, my right. my business is it couldn't exist without the internet. Sure, and I think that's that's more about the direction that the, this system, these ideas of internal processing, uh, human readable processing uh, systems will will take. It's it's very interesting, and you brought up a point during uh, when we were on the break is uh, people didn't like this. Well, you, you don't like books because it's true though. When the printing press came out. Uh, books were very, very expensive, unbelievably expensive to, you know, own books, buy books, and then printing press come out and, uh, general population can now afford books. And is this going to change? Do you see a vision of this will change that much? Yeah, I think one, so here's one of the things that actually is really exciting about it is that there is a, um, there is programming creating things, being able to actually design and develop other applications. So where we're headed is that, you know, right now, let's say that, um, you know, we have, we've had disruption in the workforce. We're going about to have automated driving trucks and potentially put a lot of truckers out of work, right? Like, let's just talk well, macro here for well, a second. Yeah, but to me, I mean, just on the level, it, it makes my Alexa look like a special needs kid. Well, this is what I'm getting to. Yeah. So, so if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're put out of a, a, of a job, because of you know something manual is being automated and then most of the jobs that are opening up are programming jobs right so you have to go and either be have the resources to teach yourself which you can or you have to go to school or something like that but if that's out of your reach you can now go to something like a chat gpt and just talk to it and tell it your ideas for what you want to develop, and it will write the code for you. There are examples now with GPT-4 where someone has actually drawn a picture on a piece of paper and said, turn this into a website for me. Now, it's rudimentary. We're still at the beginning. But GPT understood what it was asking, took that drawing, created graphics for it, provided the HTML and CSS code to back it up, and made a website. That, to me, is what will really be spectacular, is when you can sit down and say, I've got an idea for an app, or I've got an idea, you know, for how to improve something in my everyday life. And you can just talk to the machine and it will create it for you. How is it? Why is it scaring uh, Musk and uh, Waz? What? Why are they scared? Well, I don't know. What have they said? Well, I mean, they're they're waking, they're asking for a development stop for at the minimum of six months so that they can um, put guidelines out that we can all operate within those guidelines. 
Um, and and you've all, you also brought up that there's different versions of ChatGPT. Now I, I understand the, the version 3.5, 4.0, but you're saying there's like a certain GPT, um, ChatGPT that will let you like unhinge. So so think of think well think about this ChatGPT which is in the headlines, right? Right. Think about that like a brand like Kleenex. Okay. You know, so Kleenex makes tissues. ChatGPT makes you know a a GPT, which I'm forgetting, a general uh, processing transformer, I believe is what it's mm-hmm. called. And so what it's doing is it's taking your input and it's transforming it. It is a category of product, just like a car is a category of product, right? There's a Ford. There's also a Tesla. There's also a Chevy. Sure. And so there are other, there are dozens of these companies out there right now making things that are very similar to ChatGPT. There is an open source one, and there's there's one in Austin called Freedom GPT, which doesn't have any limits on it. So one of the things that the ChatGPT creators did is they put guardrails on there. So you can't ask it you know, how to make something destructive, perhaps, or okay. you can't ask it to do something that it considers offensive. Well, there's other ones out there that don't have the same rules. But the, the other thing to think about, though, is not just the rules, but the data that's going into it. So a great example that I saw in the news this morning is that Bloomberg has come out with a GPT, and it's Bloomberg GPT. And what's unique about it is that it gets fed Bloomberg's proprietary data. You know, think about like a Bloomberg, why you pay so much for a Bloomberg terminal sure. is to get access to their data. So businesses will be able to feed their own proprietary data into the system. And that will become an advantage. We're doing this. We already have a prototype I built this week at Chisos. And so you can go into it and you can say, hey, I wear a size, you know, 12.5 wide in Nike. What should I wear in Chisos? And it will analyze all of our information and in two seconds send you out a human readable answer. That's pretty spectacular. I mean, it's, you know, it's. It, 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 now, do you think that's going to start cutting into the workforce, too? Um, do you do, would you hire one less person because there's no one answering the phone because it can do pretty much answer all the questions that someone would to buy the uh, your boot would that eliminate a person? So perhaps I mean the what I think what it'll do though is the way I would think about it is, is it it'll reduce these questions that don't require a human. So we have help docs, we have dozens and dozens of all the answers that we get. We get emails every day. 90% of them, 95% of them have already been answered somewhere. Mm. It's just this makes it easier for someone to get to the answer. Okay. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. The, just yeah. getting all the unnecessary unnecessary back know, and forth. Yeah, out of the way. Which yeah. is the, probably and, the most time-consuming thing for and then businesses those, like you. It, it, it's a very time-consuming thing. And then now that it unlocks the customer or the, 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 my employees, my staff, my team to then do things that are more generative and more creative and, and actually spend time on human, human interactions and, and creating new things. And you know, one of the things like we, we do so much busy work, right? So we're putting together, by the way, June 3rd, and here's a little plug, June 3rd, next big event at Chisos HQ, free open to the public. And so we have a ton of this uh, project management that goes into that planning. What, what is going on June 3rd? Uh, we're having, uh, we have a, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we've got a um, we've got live concert. We've got two awesome bands. We're going to be cooking food out. We're going to have a pop up market with twelve other makers. We're having the the first ever Chisos garage sale. Nice. So, but 
in order to put that together, we could just say, hey, ChatGPT, create me a project plan for a live event at this address, and here's some details. And it goes, and it outputs it for us. And and stripper, just, then, then you have strippers, midgets, and then... No, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think you hey, know who we are. We're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with the high ground with uh, the chief Texan. Uh, we'll call him Will GPT, and we'll be right back. T.Y., who's this? This is Back Oak, Arkansas. Is this, I mean, from your, is this accessible to the colonel? It's from the Days and Confused soundtrack. That's true. Yeah, nice. Hey, welcome back to the high ground with, uh, the colonel is up in Abilene. You do have Jamie in the house. You have T.Y. pushing the buttons back there. And we do have chat GPT expert, uh, Will Roman, the chief Texan at the at uh, Chizo's Boots, the best boots in the in I, best boots I've ever worn. Uh, boots that fit like leather slippers. Down there in thirty five oh seven South First Street. Um, let's get back into it now. Will Will his background is he does have a technology background, um, and we are talking about Chat GPT. If you haven't heard about it, you have been watching the news lately. Um, Will is a uh, Texas uh, Texas native. He's also a Texas Longhorn. Yes, sir. And uh, did got his degree in film RTF. Film RTF. Me and old McConaughey. <laughs> and we're doing boots, and we're talking Chat GPT. Uh, interesting facts you you bring up with the use of Chat GPT is you ask it stupid questions, it'll give you stupid answers, <laughs> um, which is interesting. Yet you you, you kind of need to. Uh, I, and I kind of fooled around with it, too, when I was asking it about, uh, you know, <laughs> handicapping sports bets. Um, you had to ask it, if you ask it different ways, you'd get different answers. So you have to kind of corral what exactly you want, and uh, it'll it'll spit out the data. So if you're listening out there, I think that one of the things, you know, if I were, you know, my nephew just turned 18. Uh, happy, happy birthday, Roman. And one of the things that I would suggest to someone who's who's hearing about this and is young and looking for how they might incorporate it into a career is that when you interact with a GPT, do you give it a prompt? That's part of what we're talking about when we ask it something or we talk to it. You you actually type in, and I'm sure eventually it'll be voice, you can type in a prompt. And you can get very sophisticated on these prompts. You can ask it simple questions that are like one sentence long, but you can also spend paragraphs. You can actually, I believe, the limit right now for GPT is is like forty thousand words. You can use these, so you can input entire documents, ask it for summaries, but you can also then uh, tell it to do it in the tone of voice, or I want you to analyze this using this particular formula or this, you know, you know, Keynesian economics, like there's, there's, you can get very sophisticated and that will determine the quality of the output. And so if you're, if you're young and you're thinking, well, what am I going to do with this one day? Is this going to replace me? Instead of thinking about, is it going to replace you? Think about how you become the master of the machine. And I would do research on, on being a prompt engineer. For an example, um, Ty could ask him what, uh, what, what clothing is appropriate for work today? And then, <laughs> then he could. Well, it's, it, we just asked it about my mullet and says it, it, it doesn't have any, it doesn't have opinions on, <laughs> on stuff like that. But 
But some people do like a mullet with a hat on, and some Jesus GBD has has opinions on mullets, though. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus GBD is very, has a lot of opinions. No, don't I'm, do it. We're gonna rename it Opinion GPT. <laughs> it's a bad opinion. So, so how are you gonna employ this? What's coming? We we got a few minutes here. How are you gonna employ this? Well, so one of the we already use another. There's another uh, category. This is all text based that we've been discussing, but right. there's another category that's visual based. There's a product called Mid Journey, and you can you can feed it. Images, and then you can also feed it text and ask it to generate things. And so here's a real-world example is that we have we have this event coming up, and so we're going to create a poster for it. The event's June 3rd, Jesus headquarters. And the normal process would be me talking to Dimitri, us going through iterations, him doing some drafts, me giving feedback, doing more drafts, and then we kind of get to a, a design style that we like, and then we move forward. That takes about a week. With mid-journey... That process, the entire process, takes about fifteen minutes. That's amazing. Because we just give it with, hey, I'll g- give me, you know, generate, you know, seventeen different examples that look like they've been hand screen printed, uh, that are playbills from the nineteen fifties uh, for a concert in Austin, Texas, and it just sits sits out all these examples, and then you can say, I like seven and twelve. Give me five more iterations of those. And again, in 15 minutes, we've saved a week. So it doesn't now with those things, all it's doing is repackaging things from the past. So now the human Dimitri looks at that and then he creates his new version of it. But in terms of the, like call it like the brainstorming session, it's very helpful. How about, okay. Creativity wise. And you, you say it's not as creative as I think it is. Um, my friend, uh, Joe Maring down the street, has a four-year-old son, and he will say, hey, my son's name is this. My There's a dog in this. I want you to write a happy bedtime story, and it does it. And how is that now not creative? Because I guarantee that that bedtime story it's creating is repackaged from the data source that it's been fed. And all it's doing is that there's a blank like Mad Libs for the kid's name that it's incorporating into it. And you can put in descriptors like I want a story, I want it to be happy, I want it to involve a wizard. And those are things it already knows. But if you start to create new concepts or you ask it to create uh, new narratives that it's not been exposed to before, it won't be able to do that. Interesting. At least not this current, not a large language processor. Now, is it taking uh, the questions you're asking at, at you know a macro level that because uh, first of all, it, when you're developing it, you only have so many people that are inputting at it because there's a you know you're in a a silo and you'll have a hundred people that may be using it at the time and it's gathering information. Now, at a macro level, that you have all these users th- throughout the United States, throughout the world that are using it, is it learning? Two, from the questions you're asking it. It's learning the kind of responses we like. So this is part of that parlor magic trick. So one of the things that, is, that they're doing right now is that when you interact with it, you can, it will discover, it will be able to determine if you like its response or not. And That means what's, what's, what's happening. That's what's Man, happening. I had a great example about how the Longhorns could use this, but I guess we ran out of time. Out of time. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Will GPT. <laughs> Cheese those boots. Go down and get yourself some nice pair of boots. 3507. See the biggest boot ever down there. It's got a 31-foot boot outside the 3507 South First Street location. T.Y., always a pleasure. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us. And uh, love your mullet. We'll talk to you guys in two weeks. We're off next weekend. Colonel will be back in two weeks. See ya.